Hey, this is Nick Gelso, co-owner and founder of CLNS Radio. Today's podcast is brought to you by lynda.com. lynda.com is the home of expert video tutorials. Because you're such a loyal listener of CLNS Radio, and it's 2015, you want to kick the new year off in style, claim your free trial today from CLNS by going to lynda.com slash CLNS. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash CLNS. Now on to your regularly scheduled program. Why not hear it again? I agree. I agree. Twice is enough. We only have 27 seconds of it, but I could listen to that stuff all night. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Rury, and that only means one thing. You're listening to Careless Whispers on CLNS Radio. And uh, with me tonight, as always, for the hundred and somethingth time, Calvin Chamberlain. Hello, sir. Hello to you as well. Hello Sorry to me about as that well. Background noise. I'm just setting up uh, the game for my roommate. We are better late than never tonight, folks. The communication uh, between hosts on this show is impeccable and laughable at times. But uh, we're here, and we're ready to go, and we're ready to talk about what everybody's been talking about. So if you haven't heard, there's a little bit of a scandal that's been finalized in the professional football league that millions of people like to watch in the United States. And I'm not talking about the CFL because that's in Canada. Calvin. What about the USFL? The USFL. I'm not talking about that either. The big one, Calvin, the big professional football league in America that that takes over Sunday night and calls Sunday night football night in America. This is what they do. This league, these people referring to the national football league. I may be referring to that. Um, this podcast is probably going to be a frustrating one for the first half an hour. It's warm in here too. I'll tell you that much. This podcast is also brought to you by lynda.com, where you can learn how to hide the fact that you're under-inflating footballs in the middle of a game. If you go to lynda.com right now, that's L-Y-N-D-A.com, you can get a free 10-day trial 
if you put a little slash at the end of that and CLNS. So go to lynda.com slash CLNS and get a free 10-day trial to learn something new. Can you feel the frustration coming out of me yet, Calvin? I didn't know how I was going to start this show and what kind of a mood I was going to be in. I feel frustrated. I feel frustrated. I need a peak brew. I need a peak brew. I need a beer from Peak Brewing, our other wonderful sponsor. Follow them at Peak Brewing on Twitter and on Instagram. And now we will get into this. You can give us a call at 347-215-7771. And I see that Mad Dog has already jumped on the line and pressed one. Mad Dog, what we're going to do here is do our little thing. We'll take you on at the end of the segment. And then we're going to move into some NBA talk with you and some things going forward. That's how the show's going to go. All right, Calvin. Of course. Three, two. Go. Go ahead. No, I was well, going to say the lead, the lead here, the lead here is Deflategate. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots have been officially accused by Ted Wells of underinflating footballs. Now you go before we get into even more details here. Yeah, uh, probably probably underinflating footballs, right? Most most likely under, more probable than football. not. Most most more likely probable, probable that. that Brady knew about it. And we're going to get into some the, all the specifics here over the next 15, 20 minutes, whatever it may be. But, and I keep cutting you off, and I'm, I'm sorry to do that. But what this comes down to for me is, just to get it all out there, the NFL probably operated a sting operation. The NFL probably was out to get the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. Tom Brady definitely handled this thing the wrong way. He screwed up when everything came out and when he realized what was going to happen. I need to interject just just for clarification. Go ahead. Go. When you say the NFL probably ran a sting operation, do you mean, do you mean like before? Are you saying like in, in January they ran the sting operation? Are you saying after, after this came out? I'm saying before, I'm just saying before to, to catch them. To catch them deflating footballs, they ran the sting operation. That's probable because there's no proof of that either, right? So that's where I'm going with that one. Okay, I see. Go on. It's probable that that happened. It's probable that they were out to get the Patriots and they wanted to throw the book at them and bring the hammer down. And now let's flip it to the other side. Tom Brady screwed this thing up when when, when it first came out. If... I have a hard time believing that he didn't at least hint to these guys that he wanted something to be done with the footballs. Maybe they took it upon themselves to underinflate these footballs, but Brady must have known what was going on. The approach to handling this was to not even let Ted Wells get involved, admit to knowing that something may have happened and that it would stop, and it doesn't even get this far. Instead, Calvin, the Patriots went into this deny-deny deny you did it type of thing this is other people do it too it's not a big deal that was their defense and that's what set off the 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 league to go into this investigation and that's why i believe everything snowballed and the punishment was so large for those of you just finding out brady has been suspended four games the patriots have been fined a million dollars they also lose a first round draft pick and a fourth round draft pick the first rounder is next year the fourth rounder is the year after that 
in a few that's minutes, great. Calvin, I want to talk about Bill Belichick because that's a different story in this entire situation. But the bottom line here is that I think the NFL was out to – I said it. Damn. I think that they were out to get the Patriots and that the Patriots and Tom Brady, instead of playing the defensive, they should have thrown their their ball boys under the bus instead of letting Tom Brady get dragged through the muck, which is what's happening right now. And this is a two-person show, so please, I'm not going to cut you off for the next two minutes. No, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I was really I'm glad that you started off with this because – I feel like there there tends to be, or there has tended in the reaction to this, been uh, two extremes of reaction, both of which I find ridiculous. Like, the the Patriots fans, like, Pats fans who are listening to this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, most of the people who are listening to this probably are Pats fans. Like, I'll, I'll just start off by saying I get it. I get why you feel like you have to be defensive in this situation, especially, like, Spike 8 people. You had to, like, listen to people you know, all these years talk about how all your titles, you know, are invalid or I, I get it. You know, there's things I, I've heard about with Kobe, for example, that, you know, there, there are people on this very network who like legitimately refer to him as a rapist, even though, you know, there's people don't know and there's no evidence. But it's like this is what you have to deal with in sports is people making accusations about your team. And I realize it might not be fair, but that being said, that being said like, Pretend, pretending like nothing happened here and Tom Brady is just a guy being railroaded by the system in the light of in the light of the evidence which granted there, there is no smoking gun you know there's no you were never going to find video of Tom Brady with a bicycle pump you know pumping up footballs right that was never going to happen so yeah they didn't find they didn't find video evidence or they didn't find any direct evidence, but they, they found a lot of circumstantial evidence. And yeah, they didn't catch Tom Brady manipulating footballs, but they did catch Tom Brady lying. He said he didn't know the equipment manager that they had to say then had phone records of him having 20-minute conversations with over a period of three days. So we apparently never talked to you uh, on the phone other than that period of time. Now, again, I, I realize that, that a lot of the evidence is circumstantial, but there's enough of it to at least, you have to at least put the step forward and admit, yeah, Tom Brady covered something up here. It, it was, yeah, because it was clear that he he had come to them about the, the status of the balls in the past. Right. That was obvious. That's, That's a fact. Yeah. Do I, do I think it's the biggest deal in the world? No. Do I think it affects Tom's uh, legacy? Not one bit. I mean, history is filled with guys who, you know, got caught doing little things. I think it's on the level of, you know, Bill Negro scuffing up a baseball or, or, or something like that. He did a little thing, and it, I don't even, it's probably not even that big of a deal. I don't think it affected the Colts' win. I don't think it means anything for his legacy. I don't think it, it changes how good they, they would do in games. I think Tom Brady is just a guy who likes the football uh, underinflated. Now, maybe it has a small impact because their offense is – sort of driven by, you know, short passing to smaller guys. Maybe it makes it slightly easier for them to catch football. But they, but, but they played better in the second half when the balls were inflated properly in that game, yeah, I the don't, specific game yeah, they're talking I don't, about. I, well, that's my point. I, I, no, no, but I'm saying overall. Overall, me, obviously he prefers it for a reason, right? I'm not sure. Right. But my sure. point is I don't, do it. I don't think it has a huge impact on his legacy. But it, I agree. If, if, it meant, if it meant nothing to him, then, then there's no reason for him to do it, right? 
There's no reason to cover it up in the first place, and that's what I mean by he handled it wrong. There's no reason that they should have just thrown the other guys under the bus. That's what it. That's what it comes down to. Like, but I hear all these Pats fans like defending him and saying like, you know, nothing should have happened to him. Like, it's it's not that big of a deal. But you're right. The deflating of the football is not that big of a deal. It's the covering up and the lying and the getting caught by the NFL and uh, you know, and then like trying to play it off for four months. Tom Brady, you know, doing doing interviews with Bob Costas where he says he doesn't know what the hell anybody's talking about. And I don't blame I don't blame anyone else, by the way. Like, I don't know what you're going to say about Belichick. And we'll get, I, I still have a few more thoughts on Brady, so we'll, we'll get to him in a few minutes. But none of those, none of those other people, do I, do I think that they knew anything about it? Probably not. But but guess what? The equipment manager and, you know, the, the, the ball deflator and Tom Brady, those guys are all patriots. Like, just because Robert Kraft is not down there himself inflating balls, it doesn't mean right. that the franchise is not responsible. It's unfortunate that the right. equipment manager happened to be a guy working for your team, but he's still a guy working for your team. All right. Well, you mentioned Belichick, and I'm going to get into my thoughts on him right now before we jump back to a couple more Brady thoughts from you, uh, and then I will uh, move move along here in a couple minutes and go to Mad Dog. Um my question is, is a question that's been raised on sports talk radio and around Boston pretty much all day today. And I've seen a couple articles online about it and I'm not really one to slander Bill Belichick or accuse him of any, any wrongdoing uh, because I mean, he fully admitted to the Spygate thing back in 07 and he was fined for it and punished. And this time he skates by with nothing. They didn't, they didn't even put his name in this thing uh, as far as uh, knowing anything or doing anything wrong. They completely exonerated him. And I just – I don't understand why if you're going to look at Spygate, like Troy Vincent said in his letter, and use that as part of the precedent and part of what you're looking into to lay down punishment, why if you're looking at that, where Bill Belichick was admittedly doing something wrong, do you then look at this and say, oh, yeah, he probably had no clue. He probably had no clue. He, he probably had no idea what was going on, and, and we believe him. We believe him. Now, I don't want anything bad to happen to Bill Belichick, and I fully believe that if, if he knew that there was anything significantly shady going on, that he probably would have put a stop to it. So I think that if he knew anything, he probably didn't know the extent of what was happening. Okay. He probably just had an idea that they were making the balls to be the way Brady likes them or whatever it may be. But the point is he should have gotten something. I think if the, if you're going to look at the prior offense by the franchise and punish them accordingly. And the other thing about this Belichick thing before you sort of respond here is for bounty gate down in new Orleans, the Ted Wells report, actually, I don't know if it was Wells at that time, but whatever the findings were in that situation, let Sean Payton off of any wrongdoing, saying that he was not involved and he was not knowledgeable, yet he was suspended for a full year by the NFL. Now, this is obviously a much lesser offense than what Bounty Gate ended up being, putting bounties on players' heads to intentionally injure them. That's, that's nothing compared to deflating a football. But wouldn't you think that if Peyton gets a year for that and he didn't, he allegedly had no clue what was going on, that Belichick would 
get at least a fine, which is what he got for Spygate, tying all these three things together. And ultimately, Calvin, what this comes down to for me is not just trying to point the finger at, at Brady or Belichick or the Patriots or, or even the league for this whole situation. But when it all boils down, I think that this league is just totally hypocritical. They contradict themselves from left and right. And the precedent that they set is never followed or used again in the future. They sort of just seem to pick and choose when they're going to lay the hammer down and when they're going to let things go. And that is part of the reason that I was trying to get through this show without saying those three letters because I'm sick of it. I'm tired. I'm tired of the league. I'm, I mean, I was so just uh, ambivalent with the league in this past year. I didn't care, you know, and now it's even, it's getting even more. So the Patriots play well and I'm happy to see them play well. And I like the way that team plays, but ultimately the league as a whole is just, they're, they're just becoming a giant hypocrite. And I would not be surprised when this is all said and done to see Roger Goodell go. But at the same time, Maybe the, this is the league really turning on Robert Kraft, and they're, they're, uh, there's going to be a, a new sheriff in town going forward. Who knows? I mean, your team won the Super Bowl, so I, I don't know how angry you should be about this whole thing. But, um, yeah, so I'm getting back to some. It's just really a snowball, man. It's a snowball coming down the mountain with all the crap that the NFL does, and it's just this is sort of the straw that broke the camel's back, I think. All right, so to some of your points, like I, I would push back against the bounty gate thing just because in, in that particular case, Greg Williams, uh, you know, he it was a coaching thing. Although I'd also push back on the notion that, that it was worse simply because, uh, you know, bounties technically weren't illegal at the time. It was just a perception thing. They weren't they weren't even breaking any NFL rules. So that to me was a, a much bigger you know miscarriage of justice. But I I think that uh, you know in that case. Obviously, you can you can argue that Sean Payton, as the head coach, should have had, should have had better oversight over the coaching department. Which in this, but in this case, like whether or not the footballs are inflated, like that's not that, that has nothing to do with Bill Belichick's responsibilities. And moreover, I, I think that should they should they be suspicious of Bill Belichick and wonder if if he was involved? Sure, but you know you can only go where the evidence takes you. And there's there's literally no evidence tying anyone else to this in the organization other than, you know, the two equipment people and Tom Brady. So that's why he's getting the point of this. The, you know, the franchise, again, they all all are Patriots employees. Uh, I think, in my opinion, the first round draft pick is, is a little high. The four games, I would not make a big deal of it. It's funny because I predicted to my friend the other day that he'd get four games. But when the appeal comes down, it'll be two games if – It'll be yep. it'll probably be good for him because again Tom Brady's getting old. Uh, you you probably want to give Garoppolo the, the reps to see if he's any good. If he's good and you know Tom Brady wants to play a couple more years, then all of a sudden you have a guy who played well in two games that the Patriots will trade in the offseason as they as they want to do. And you know if he doesn't play well, then you know so you can you then you can draft somebody else. And and having him play those two games, they'll probably go one and one. Uh, the Patriots are still going to win the AFC East, and you know Brady will have two extra games of rest. So, it, in my opinion, if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm not even mad about this. I don't, I don't see other than the, the draft pick, the first round draft pick. 
I don't really see how this is a big loss for them, other than the, the principle and you know having to hear from people about how yeah, Tom Brady is a cheater. That's the, that's the that's thing. So the, I think the team and the franchise is going to get over it very quickly. I think the fans are going to have to hear about it for quite a long time, uh, and that's too bad for for us. But uh, we'll just have to deal with that. Um, quickly here before we go to Mad Dog, I don't know how much you wanted to get into. Simmons, but I want to ask you this, which is tied into something that Bill Simmons said, and maybe we can go to Mad Dog and then discuss this more in detail. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. But what do you think about this notion that uh, Roger Goodell was waiting to gauge public reaction till the Wells report before he handed out the, uh, the punishment? Well, I, I think that that's probably accurate. Now, it's definitely something we should, I, I do think we should go to Mad Dog before Simmons, because you know, I, okay. I don't, I don't want to keep on that on hold that long, but I, I definitely think he probably did that. I mean, people people are also talking about uh, the Ray Rice thing and how Ray Rice only got two games. But what people forget about that is, one, he initially got two games, and then Roger Goodell reacted to public outcry in that situation. Right. And, and then he boosted it up. At least this, like, we can't criticize him for both ends. At least this time, he was smart enough to, you know, be aware of what was going to make people mad or what was going to be cool. Like, I don't, yeah. I, and then he came down with this penalty. Now, is it something that he should he should make his decision entirely based on that? He probably shouldn't, but I don't, I don't know that there's evidence of that. But I do think, I just generally speaking, it's probably smart to see how the public reacts to things to keep right. people from, you, you know what well. I mean? There is no evidence that he did that he waited, but I also agree with with Bill Simmons in, in the uh, sense that why wait? What, if you had this for so long, why does it matter uh, whether the Wells report is out? Wouldn't you maybe put it out simultaneously with the Wells report and say we've had this for a while, we overlooked it, this is our decision, here it is. That to me, uh, you, if you have confidence in what you're doing as an organization, while you want the public relations to be something that's a positive. Uh, if, if you're really confident and you're good at what you do, you don't need to worry about what the people are going to think about what you, you did. You should be worried about what the people within your organization, within the NFL care and how they're going to react to it. Um, but I guess it, maybe I just don't know billion dollar industries. All right, <laughs> let's well, go to mad. Dog my, here. My go. Theory, I'm sorry. Yep. My, my quick, my quick theory is, is, I think that the wait had had more to do with the fact that the NFL draft hadn't happened yet, and there was a lot of you know positive uh, public attention for the NFL with that, and there was no reason to overlap that with the negative attention of Brady suspension. Uh, and I think that you know once the draft passed, and there wasn't going to be any NFL news for a while, and he felt like it was a safe time to release that information. Yeah, of course, that's that's just the PR world of the NFL. Um, okay. Okay. All right. Mad Dog down the Cape. Yeah. Welcome to Careless Whispers, sir. I know that you were trying to get on here to talk about some NBA playoffs as a nice break from this Deflate Gate stuff, but uh, I don't know what, how you're feeling right now. What do you What do you got for us? Well, oh, well, yeah, just a couple, just just a couple um, um, notes here. Um, just, just uh, that I really would just like to talk about. Uh, a great game that's actually going on right now. The Bulls are making a furious comeback. Um, uh, and I'm not sure if you guys are are, are paying too much attention, um, but um, it's it just uh, some interesting things about uh, about this whole uh, uh, about this whole case. 
is that um, Brady hired on his legal team um, Jeremy Kessler earlier um, tonight, which I think is a very big thing because this is this is an attorney that has had great success in 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 in. Um, in in litigations against the NFL and appeals against the NFL, he he has had great success with with, with his clients, and um, will and, and we'll have to say see if that plays plays a factor here. But um, the, the, there was also a, a thing um, that that um, I, I guess one of Schefter's sources I saw it um, in, in an article that one of Schefter's sources um, said to him, and of course Adam Schefter is the best insider. Um, in the business said that that um, Brady could 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 um, get off with nothing here, um, which would be very interesting to see. Of course, a a civil court that. is different is than than a criminal well, court. Mad, he, Mad Dog, do you really believe that he could get off with nothing? I mean, I think yeah. Calvin's right here when as far as he's going to get two games, and I believe that the NFL put the four game suspension out there, fully aware that he was going to appeal and that they would probably have to bring it down a little bit. But you think that he can really get off with nothing here? Well, well, well I'm referencing I'm referencing a source that Schefter um, referenced. And, that, no, and that's again, fine. But do you do you believe that he yeah, could get off with nothing? You do. I think uh, I I think with the evidence in that report or the lack thereof that he could. But of course, we are in a criminal court. We are in a in a civil court. But um, I think that that's a very big thing. A thing that that, that Brady is, is lining up all these heavy hitters to go to go to go after the 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 NFL. So we'll now, now we'll hold, have, hold on one second here, Calvin. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does the appeals process go through a third party arbitrator, and then doesn't Roger Goodell have the ultimate say on whether the appeal goes through or not? Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, so basically, basically, all this yeah. lawyering up, Mad Dog, that Brady is doing is to present a case to someone who will then present a case to Roger Goodell. And if it's not good enough to for for Goodell or for the owners, then the the uh, suspension is going to stay at four. I believe they'll reduce it uh, because that's just the way that things are supposed to go and the way they would want it to look. But. I don't think he's going to get nothing. I think he's definitely suspended for at least those first two games. We'll have to wait and see. I hope you're right. Well, well yeah, well, we'll see. But then the next step is because I know that Jonathan Vilma ended up doing this. Of course, a different situation is that he did that first, and then he ended up going to a, the, the circuit of appeals court. We'll have to see if that's where if that's where where Brady ends up going. I'm just referencing a, a, a report, and just really quickly um, – I don't want to yeah, spend too much time, time on this, but, but, but Calvin. Can I, can I about, on that, hold on, hold on, man. Calvin's, Calvin's, Calvin's a little quiet there for a second. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, Marie, I'm, I'm wondering, how, how would you feel about that decision politically for Brady if he, if he were to try to take it to an appeals court? Like, if, if he were to, like, lawyer up and sue the NFL or, or try to, like, use – like, wouldn't you rather have Brady just just man up and accept his suspension? Like, the amount of crap that Patriots are going to well, have Calvin, you know what, man? Yeah. I, at, at, this, at this point, I guess I don't blame him. Uh, he's gotten so far into it. He's dug deep enough that, I mean – you might as well go all in and and try and get yourself completely clear to this thing, don't don't you think? If if you really are going to try and not take that image hit, I mean, he should have just manned up and 
admitted to it in the first place, and he probably wouldn't have even gotten suspended. Or it, maybe, I, and you know what? Maybe there's nothing to admit to. Maybe he really did not explicitly tell these guys to take air out of the balls. He just said, "Why are these so inflated? Or why are they?" I mean, that's implying to do it, but it's not explicitly saying that. You know what I mean? So if he fully believes that. that that it can't be proved, and he needs to, and he needs to take it to a higher court. Then I mean, at this point, I don't blame him, but he probably should have done that. To should have just admitted some sort of fault in the first place. He definitely should have. I just feel, I just feel like one, he's not going to win. Two, it like it again, it's going to reflect poorly on him and the Patriots. And three, like, well, yeah, what, what do you think people are going to be saying about Tom Brady? Like, it's clear that he did it, right? I mean, it's clear that he did something. Even if he, even if he just said, "Hey, guys, you know." I uh, I like the balls, you know, underplayed, but keep, but make sure they're legal. He he still covered it up after the fact. There's I, there's almost no question of that. So why yeah, why not be wrong. like look? Why not be like look? I I, I knew the NFL was going to make a big deal out of something uh, that I thought was cool. So you know I I tried to cover it up, but I didn't even do anything. Like he he could he could just if he just accepted whatever the uh, whatever the suspension is whatever the punishment is, is with some sort of grace, I feel like people would move past it much more yep. quickly than if he than if he tries to fight him on this. I just don't see any advantage. And we're getting a little little too deep for our 20 to 30 minute segment here, but maybe, okay. maybe this goes even further, Calvin. Maybe he lied to Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick in the first place. Maybe he just told them straight up, no, nah, I had nothing to do with it. And they believed him, and that's why they got into this big mess. I don't know, Mad Dog. What do you think, man? I, I'm... I'm frankly tired of uh of talking about it and hearing about it but we're going to be talking about it for at least another week or two i think because the red Sox are nowhere to be found right now and uh the celtics are in the off season well yeah the well uh, well uh, well well absolutely but um i i want to move past and get to the playoffs but calvin said something um that that about the bounty thing and i understand it wasn't against the rules but uh, but but it was it but it, it, it it's it's down, it, it, it was downright dangerous and threatening careers yeah. do, doing that. Wait, 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 wait. Let's hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, so, quickly. So, in in regards to Bounty Gate, there's there's, there's no evidence that, that Greg Williams like uh, said to intentionally injure anybody. It was they, they were fines for hard hits. Uh, they he, they didn't say play dirty. There's no evidence that the Saints played dirtier than any any other NFL team. All he did was give out rewards for things that guys are doing anyway in NFL games. Guess what? The defensive players who hit offensive players are are basically trying to hurt them. That's a, that's kind of the point of the NFL. We we skirt past it and pretend the NFL is a safe sport, but they weren't. There's well, no evidence that anybody was doing anything extra dirty, and NFL players are dirty anyway. All they were doing was giving them uh, rewards for big hits, big hits that they should be trying to get anyway. Circumstantial, yeah, circumstantial evidence and trying to. In, but th- there was evidence that they were giving away big hits for in, or money for injuries as well, Calvin. Not just big hits, so. They, there is sort of some evidence that they would at least be trying to take out guys' knees, etc. Let's move past this stuff here, guys, because we're already half an hour in, and I'm yeah. losing track of time. I'm losing my mind. Mad Dog, give me a couple quick points on the NBA playoffs. Uh, okay, before- um, just to, just to yeah. give you a little, a little bit of an update, I'll just give you guys some quick tidbits on the playoffs, and, and I definitely would um, – like Bring your it. opinion on, uh, on a couple of different things, but it, it's a two-point game with the Bulls having the ball. They, they were down by 17 earlier on in this quarter. Yeah. Just, to, just to, um, a couple different things about 
about these about these playoffs. I would definitely like your your opinion about what the um, Houston Rockets have been doing doing oh, yeah. with the with, with the joke. with the with the hack of Jordan. I understand that that it's it, it's a good strategy. Obviously, it didn't, it didn't work the other night, but they're yep. going to continue. They're going to continue to um to um do this. Um, through this. I don't know. You think? Hold on, hold on, Calvin. Do you think they're going to continue to do this? They're going to continue to hack a Jordan. I don't think. I agree. It didn't work the other night uh, because they couldn't get into their their offense. They weren't they weren't getting into any rhythm. Now maybe it would work on a different night, but I feel like this strategy needs to be just taken away and yeah, Kevin to throw it out. I don't understand why teams keep doing this because it doesn't work. The, the clip. If this has happened more to the Clippers this season. Than it uh, this playoff season than it did to Shaq or like it, it's not working. The Clippers keep winning games. The Clippers won the last game by what thirty four points. Like all it does is one, it gets the Rockets players in foul trouble. Two, yep. again, it allows the defense to get set and makes it difficult for Houston to get in an op- in the offensive rhythm themselves. And it also it also slows the home crowd down. Because especially a game in Houston, like I don't understand why the fans are not going to get into that game. It takes away your home court advantage. It doesn't make any sense to do it. It's it just a dumb strategy. Yeah, it's it's a bad strategy. I don't understand it. And yeah, way, it's dumb, Mad Dog. That's what we think. But so we shouldn't change it, though. I'll tell you why. Because like just just because something makes games ugly, it doesn't mean that. It, it doesn't mean that it should automatically be taken out because it's part of what makes basketball interesting is that we can have a conversation about this. Uh, yeah, but I, I'd rather not have a conversation about this. I'd rather not watch an 84-minute first half where a guy that can't shoot free throws just tries to shoot free throws. It's entertaining, and, and it's funny for a, a few times. I was sitting on the, the on the couch. My roommate is sitting here laughing, enjoying it, and I'm just thinking this is just painful. It's like... I just I don't I don't want to watch that. That's not something I want to watch. Then you look at the Memphis Golden State games, and my mouth is dropping, my jaws dropping, in awe of some of the stuff that these guys are doing out there because it's such an exciting brand of basketball to watch. Even when Memphis, excuse me, even when Memphis is um, is uh, playing good defense and clamping down on guys like Steph Curry, like they did in games two and three. It's still exciting. It's a good brand of basketball. I, I like that better than what uh, Houston and is is imploring here with uh, with the Clippers and DeAndre Jordan. Just play the game. And Calvin, you and I touched on this on our show last week. Neither one of us thought that Houston would play this, do this strategy. We thought that since they had Dwight Howard, they'd stay away from it. They were above that. They didn't need to deal with it. They would just play basketball. And I think if they had just played basketball and run their stuff and tried to get James Harden going and not stop the game every 30 seconds to foul Jordan, maybe they would have had a shot the other night. Instead, they lost by 30-plus. All right, Mad Dog, one more quick thing about the NBA playoffs. Okay, okay, okay um, just, yeah. Um, the other the other thing, thing that I would, I, I would like to sort of um, touch on and I would, like your, I would like your opinion on is um, – Do it. It, is LeBron James regressing as a, as a player? I understand that he's having a fantastic game tonight, but look at his shooting percent. And I've noticed this all year, and this is sort of something, and, and, and I know you guys don't like to talk about, about LeBron James on this network, but I've sort of noticed this through, uh, throughout this, this playoffs and throughout this se- se- season, though he is still a top three player in the league, he doesn't have the same explosion, the same, the same, um, 
just the same dominance that he did in Miami, and I wonder if that's the weight loss that he went through and mm. and everything. So I just sort of I touch know. on that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm touch on that, and um, just right, buddy. I, I just want to know that. But um, Rory, just one last quick thing: you got to get down here. It would relax your mind. It would relax everything <laughs> to, to, to just come down here, make the hour drive. We'll, um, go, go to the beach. Um, do whatever. All right, guys. All, all right, right, buddy. Guys, we will ask. We'll ask Liz Ferola when she comes on with us in a few minutes. How long it would take me to drive to wherever he is right now on the Cape? It, it's more than an hour. I guarantee you that. Uh, Calvin, what what about this thing with LeBron James that he touched on before we move on here? I don't know if he's regressing as a player so much as he is deferring as a player. And I think in this series, you're seeing that that's not the case. He's, he can still take over. He can still dominate. We saw him dominate times against the Celtics as well. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's regressing at all. I would say that he's just deferring to guys like Kyrie Irving. Uh, I do think that he might be slipping slightly past his prime. I don't want to say that he's like slipped as a player or he's not nearly as good, but I feel like he, he does look like he's, He's not quite as at his athletic peak that that he's been. Like some of the, I don't. And it, partly it's also because Jimmy Butler is a very good defensive player and one of the few people in the NBA who can match up with LeBron one on one, and he's making him have a bad series. But I also think I also feel like athletically, it just feel it it does feel like there's a slight slip. I wouldn't call it regressing so much as LeBron's getting older and he's not the you know super athletic freak he was when he was 24. All right, there you have it. As the ball bounces, let's go back to the NFL, the stupid professional football league. That's not what it stands for, obviously. And get back to this Bill Simmons situation because uh, he made some comments that we already sort of mentioned a few of them. Uh, He made those comments on the Dan Patrick show, which just so happens to be carried by ESPN. Uh, Bill Simmons, of course, of Grantland.com, and uh, he has, has his own um, podcast, I believe, on ESPN as well. ESPN is affiliated with Bill and uh, Grantland and all that. His contract is up in September. It will not be renewed because of what he said on Dan, Dan Patrick's show, or that's what people are assuming, is that that's why ESPN is not renewing his contract. But you know what? This guy has had a history of run-ins, if you want to call them that, uh, with Roger Goodell and the NFL. So maybe, again, like I said this cliche earlier, maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back and ESPN said, okay, that's, that's it. That's the one right there. You're done. We don't need to hear from you anymore. Uh, so Bill Simmons will not be coming back to ESPN once his contract is up. And uh, let's take a few minutes to discuss that. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't think that uh, that's why he was let go was because he said that specific thing. I, you know, I don't even think maybe, maybe not. That's the primary reason. I mean, there's been arguments made about like, you know, how he doesn't make sense financially, and how he's, you know, he's not valuable to them in terms of making a profit as opposed to a six million dollar salary. But that's not really the, where I was going with it so much. Is the timing of it, it clearly had to do with what he said on the Dan Patrick show because they were they were negotiating and it was a behind the scenes negotiation as it always happens in the NFL, upside in the NFL on, on ESPN. And he went on Dan Patrick's show. Dan Patrick is not an ESPN uh, host, so he he already knew that he'd have trouble, you know, saying what he wanted to say uh, 
on you know a, a show like Colin Cowherd, who is a guy he normally would go with. Um, but instead, he he went on Dan Patrick's show, so I I kind of feel like he knew what he was doing. But clearly, it was the last drop from them because they made an announcement. They they did an article the very next day to New York Times, and they um, I have to I gotta cor- I gotta correct you here. He, he the Dan Patrick show is aired on ESPN Radio. No, it's not. No, no, he was he was uh it's it's on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Formerly on ESPN Radio, my mistake. Thank right. you. Exactly. Yeah. He uh he's actually uh what's it called competitor with with uh, Colin Cowherd, who's normally right. Who okay. Goes on. Yeah. But in this case, he yeah he went off the network because you know he knew that that's where he'd be able to speak his mind on Cadell. But clearly, like you know, John Skipper, the head of ESPN, had had enough of Simmons just going off and doing you know saying whatever he wants, going off off script. And because of that, again, they made the announcement the, the very next day. How am I to like not think they're correlated, especially when you know if when Michelle Beadle left ESPN uh, to you know to host. What was it, extra or something? Uh, there was no announcement about that. People come and go from ESPN all the time. In Phil Simmons' case, again, his contract's not up till September. They, they come out with an article, a, a headline on their front page, hey, we, we're choosing not to renew his it's contract. Clear. How, you know what I mean? Like, that's clearly coming Seems across clear. steady, right? I mean, what is that? That is, so, that is ESPN backing their, their largest client. Roger Goodell in the NFL. That's what he has. That's what that is. So that to me says that maybe what I said earlier about uh, there being a new sheriff in town and Robert Kraft not having as much influence anymore. Maybe the owners are are turning on him and the Patriots are in for a rough, uh, rough time, rough go of it going forward. Wouldn't that be something? Maybe to me, this, this story is not, it's not about the NFL because, you know, Roger Goodell can ask for whatever he wants from from other networks. To me, this and it's not even really about Simmons because, again, if they think that he's not worth the money, uh, I happen to enjoy Bill Simmons, but you know, a lot of people don't. If if they that, that's a business decision, those happen all the time. He's welcome to go wherever he wants. But again, if, but if he if, if the perception is that he goes on a show uh, criticizing Roger Goodell, and you know, all he did was make a statement that Roger Goodell. You know, doesn't have this uh, testicular fortitude to make a decision until he finds out about Brady, rather until he you know hears from the public. Yeah. So, if using the phrase testicular fortitude to describe Roger Goodell is enough to have ESPN make an announcement about you, like it doesn't reflect well on the company. Like Goodell can say whatever he wants, you know, uh, to ESPN about like not liking guys like Simmons or or trying to silence them. But there's a difference between the guys who host. Uh, yeah, I realize ESPN, you know, has a partnership with the NFL. The difference between the, the guys who host uh, what is ESPN Sunday Night Football? No, 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 they're Monday Night Football, right? Monday. Yeah, ESPN Monday yep. Night Football. Yeah, you know, between Mike Tirico and Bill Simmons, there's a huge difference. Like maybe you want Mike Tirico taken off air because he's he's being critical of the NFL, and even though he's technically an ESPN, uh, you know, staffer, they, they they should replace him with somebody else because he's repping the NFL and is also insulting Goodell. But Bill Simmons' job is to to be that's, that's his job is to have opinions and be loud on the network. ESPN. If you right, if you if you're not 
willing to be critical of the sports that you cover on a network with guys who are supposed to have opinions on sports, then you're, you're devaluing yourself as a company. Like, how am I supposed to trust what anybody says if I have to worry about, you know, if Goodell will like what somebody says? ESPN yeah, is a company, you know, I you have to, I f- yeah. I feel like ESPN has been a joke for quite some time. I feel like they are LeBron-centric when it comes down to it. They are NFL-centric for sure, and they they tend to they tend to back the big corporation before anybody else. Uh, and it's just it's strange because they seem to be this clean company. But uh, I mean, the Michelle Beadle thing is is interesting. Um, is Rachel Nichols still with ESPN? I don't think I don't believe she is. All these people that leave you know, ESPN, it's almost like they, there's this silence about ESPN. Nobody has anything bad to say about ESPN, and when somebody speaks up about them, they lash out. You know, and and it's it doesn't happen very often. But I feel like there's a lot that we don't know about about that company, and they are the worldwide leader for a reason. And I just I feel like it's because of things like like this where they're. They're back in the NFL, but I'm not sure if this is a great decision for them, Alvin, because Bill Simmons, as as disliked as he is by a lot of people, and as much as I criticize the fact that his articles have gone from uh, a page or two of great writing to 20 pages of just mindless crap, at this point, there are a lot of people that love this guy, and I like his takes. I agreed with everything he said on, on the Dan Patrick show. I like the fact that he's a Boston guy and he loves the Celtics. Can't read his stuff anymore because it's too long. But I think that there are a lot of people that like this guy. And while maybe they won't hold it against ESPN, they're going to lose clicks on their website because people aren't going to go to ESPN anymore because sometimes maybe they only go to ESPN.com to see what the what they linked uh, to Grantland. And maybe now it's just going to officially just – they're going to just go right to Grantland because that's going to, I would imagine, still be his. And if it's not his, he'll find a way to get his, his name out there and whatever his new project is going to be. I, I just, I feel like this is strange for the NFL. We need to move on from this, though, unless you have anything else you have to say. No, just a grand that won't be his. Uh, it'll be moving on. Is, to it, up. is it owned by ESPN? Yes. Interesting. Well, regardless of that, I'm sure that he will be able to figure something out. He's got four months to do it. He's a smart guy, and maybe even longer than that. He, he doesn't need a job immediately. I, I think he's relatively well off at this point. So I, I feel like Bill Simmons is going to bounce back relatively quickly. Uh, anyway, speaking of bouncing back, I should bounce back and get on DraftKings.com because I wasn't doing so well the first few times I tried, but I should definitely try again because baseball season is here. If you didn't realize it, we're a month and a half in at this point. Uh the Red Sox aren't playing well, but that doesn't mean you can't still win with DraftKings.com. It's daily fantasy baseball, there's, so there's no season-long commitment. Instant cash, instant gratification. If the Red Sox lose, but you pick their players that do well in the game, because not everybody's going to be terrible that night, then you can have a chance to win some money too. It's like a brand new season every time you play at DraftKings. You have to select two pitchers, eight position players, and then stay under the salary cap. And uh, you could be on your way to a huge payday. A guy from Colorado named Peter Calvin, not Peter Calvin, but Peter, comma, Calvin. Mm-hmm. He won a million dollars in one day at DraftKings. That's insane. Can you believe that? That is insane. It's crazy. If the two pitchers you, uh, you had to pick 
with both Red Sox pitchers, what would you do? Oh, I don't. I don't think I would pick two Red Sox pitchers in the same night because wow, is that I don't even. I probably wouldn't even pick one Red Sox pitcher at this point. Those guys are so terrible. But you don't have to pick Red Sox pitchers. You you can pick any pitcher that's playing on the night that you're jumping in these leagues. There are a hundred. No, excuse me. There is. $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. So hurry to DraftKings.com right now and enter the promo code New England to play for free. That's $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use that promo code New England for a free entry right now at DraftKings.com. And uh, you can get into those Major League Baseball fantasy games daily, baby. It's daily. DraftKings.com. Hit it up. DraftKings dot com and now calvin we tell you oh crap we tell you that it would take without traffic let's see what liz thinks liz (laughs) how long would it take without traffic to get from my house to the town center of brewster massachusetts i gosh i don't know i i mean at least two hours you think so? Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's that's what I'm thinking without traffic. So well, I gotta, I mean, like, I gotta. So I have to like going down like to the Cape. I have to leave like I have to leave in like three hours. I'd have to leave at like midnight. No traffic yeah, then, right? I mean, midnight's still a little early. I feel like early. Yeah, yeah. You're better off going at like three a.m. Three a.m. No traffic. Get down there. Hour and a half. <laughs> boom. It. I'm gonna Google Map it in a sec. In a second, but all right. Liz Farola tonight, Calvin is uh, brought to you by the Goo Goo Dolls. Did you know that? Oh, no. No, oh, she, didn't, she no. doesn't want it. Oh, maybe it's brought to you by something else. How about this one? That's my go-to. Weirdo. How can you not like the Goo Goo Dolls? I love that jam. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Anyway, tonight, instead of giving us some topics, Calvin, Liz has produced a list game for us. So for the first time ever... You and I are both in on the list game. How about that? Great. I'm going around to the other side of the table. Um, Google Maps Google Maps says without traffic an hour and forty minutes. Just throwing Hour forty without traffic. All right. So not not too bad. Huh? Bruce is down there. It's like Yeah, it's pretty deep. Pretty deep. Pretty deep. Um, okay. Um, hey guys. Hi Liz. Um so fish tacos. Fish tacos. Are you eating your fish tacos? I am. Oh, great. Oh, all right. Uh, well, I guess I'll start. I'll start the list game then, Liz. Go ahead. All right, so, <laughs> so here's, That's all I want to know. Here's a, what? Are you pro or anti? Neither of you spoke to the question. Oh, oh, pro oh, or anti? Oh, I didn't know it was a question. I thought you were yeah, just saying know. fish tacos, everyone. Fish tacos. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, oh, I'm pro for sure. Yeah, definitely tacos. pro fish tacos. But here's the, uh, the another question: uh, <laughs> Would you prefer the fried fish taco or the grilled fish taco? It's a tough I, call. It's funny. That you, it's funny that you asked that because I went with a half and half right now. But no I kidding, was, that, that very question was proposed to me earlier. Yep. I mean, well, I for, like Mother, both for Mother's them, Day, honestly. my mom ordered the uh, fried fish tacos because she likes that crunch from Rudy's yeah. in summer. Check it out. Not, not a sponsor. I do love Rudy's. Um, so are your tacos, are they hard tacos or soft tacos? Oh my goodness. Liz, let's get into the list game. Will you? Holy <laughs> okay, right, moly. Sorry, sorry. 
Um, so here's what happened. Earlier I decided I was too lazy to look up silly uh, news stories, and then I heard that Aaron Rodgers was on Jeopardy. And I love I loved like when celebrities go on Jeopardy, especially athletes, because typically athletes are not the smartest of the bunch. Well, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. So my original plan was to look up athletes that have been on Jeopardy, um, and then have you guys guess who won. But that was also too much research, so I just made my own list. So okay. here's here's the deal. <laughs> so you basically I'm gonna put give you- no effort into this. Um, I gave lo- there's lots of effort. I have a piece of paper in front of me with writing on it. Did you do writing tonight? Did you? Chris Chocolate? Uh, no. no. Did we do writing? So, did you do writing? <laughs> okay, so I have a set of six different trios of athletes. And I also, I also was going to come up with a Final Jeopardy category. But that was too much work, too. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you three athletes, and you have to tell me who you think would win Jeopardy overall <laughs> out of these three athletes, okay? And we have six sets? I had seven. I might add the seventh one back in. As well. All right, let's do it. So. Let's go. Rapid fire. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, team number one, Gronk, Kobe, and Pete Rose. Kobe. Uh, Co- Kobe, yeah. Kobe all day. Really? Yeah. Now, what if, like, what if it was Final Jeopardy Kobe. about, like, like party towels? Like, doesn't matter. Kobe's going to be so far ahead. It, it, come on. Yeah, Kobe, <laughs> Kobe, yeah, Kobe's super smart. What if he it, knows everything. What if it was about gambling? Wouldn't Pete Rose win? You guys, you guys are not thinking about this. <laughs> okay, oh, Pete Rose. I think you said D Rose. But I should say Kobe. Okay, all right. Um... Number two. What oh, would Gronk yeah. win in that situation? What category would be his best category? <laughs> I was trying partying? to think, like partying. I don't know, like uh, uh, exotic, exotic places. I don't know. Um, Jeez. What? He's nuts. Spanish. I bet you he's he, very good at Spanish. What? I bet you he knows like the most porn star names. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great Final Jeopardy. Can you imagine? Imagine some. sorry, Fiesta. Oh, good. You found it. All right. Number two, Bo Jackson, Kevin Millar, and Nancy Kerrigan. Three of my You couldn't heroes. even say Kevin Millar without laughing, or were you laughing at Nancy Kerrigan? I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing at myself just because these are three athletes that I've, like, loved my entire life. So, Bo Jackson, Kevin Millar, or Nancy Kerrigan, who would win? You guys know who Nancy Kerrigan is, right? Please tell me you know. Of course. I don't know okay, about good. Calvin, but of course I do. I, I'm going. I'm going to go. Oh, I hate saying to, to do this. I'm going to go with Kevin Millar. Damn right. That's. I'm surprised you're not taking Bo Jackson. What do you think, Calvin? Here's the thing. I have no idea how smart uh, Kevin Millar is. So I'm just to be contrarian. I'm going to go with Nancy Kerrigan. Although, how smart can you be if you can't avoid a dude? Type? <laughs> Listen, I don't know how smart Kevin Millar is either, but I have a feeling he knows a lot of dumb crap. That's what I'm going to go know what? with. You know what? I think I would agree with you on that because if you listen to Kevin Millar talk, like he acts like he's an expert on everything, so I feel like he could at least BS his way through it. Okay. Well, you can't really BS your way through Jeopardy, Liz, but anyway, go ahead. Um, actually, well, no, you can't BS daddy. your way through Jeopardy. No, there's an answer to every question and a question to every answer. You cannot BS your way through Jeopardy. Well, here's, no. here's, here's, 
what I mean by that. Like, sometimes the answers that you get, like, are huge hints to the question. Sometimes they're harder. I feel, I mean, as okay. somebody who watched Jeopardy gotcha. a lot. You know. Okay. Anyway, number three. Roger Goodell. Tom Brady. Not an athlete. Well, I mean, he's in sports. Yeah, he played, you know, he scored four touchdowns in his high school football game. Not an athlete. Tom, Tom Brady. And then I originally had football as the third one, like a football, but I replaced it with Belichick. What are you, trying to be funny? <laughs> yeah, I, it's really hard for me to make jokes, so, you know. Like, <laughs> trying to be funny. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Tom Brady just because I think he's more up on the times, and I think he knows mm-hmm. more modern stuff. If you're going with more historical topics, I might go with Bill Belichick, but definitely not Roger Goodell. That man is a puppet. He has no clue about anything. What a fool. Yeah, he's kind of a dope. What do you think, Go with Brady. I'm going to go with Roger Goodell. The evidence is right in front of us. Tom Brady's oh God, right. Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady's a hide and Roger Goodell caught him. Who's the smart one here? Uh. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. What if Final Jeopardy is a category about Bon Jovi. Like, Belichick. Belichick. Belichick's the winner. Belichick's the big winner winner. there. He's the big winner. Okay. Um, Team number four. I don't like people who wear open-toed shoes. (laughs) Oh, my God. You are ridiculous. (laughs) That is a lot of people. That is a lot of people, including me. Okay? If I ever meet you, I'm going to wear flops for sure. I'll judge you. Don't think I won't. You you can judge, but it is... It is oppressively hot sometimes. you got to wear open toe. I don't know how you live in California, and it's like the surface of the sun out there. I feel like 90% of the time. All right. Anyways, team number four. Get that sun off my feet, man. Oh, my God. Um, This one is all – this is all football. Uh, Julian Edelman, who I love. Eli Manning, Peyton Manning. Oh. Uh – I go. You go first, Calvin. <laughs> okay. Again, Julian Edelman. I I don't know a lot about him other than the fact that he makes comedic videos on the YouTube. Yeah, but, the best. <laughs> but he also he, grabs he, women's he, private parts in clubs and gets away oh, with yeah. it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Forgot about that. But his, his YouTube thing is named Burger Time, and I feel like it's not nearly enough about burgers. So I'm going to disqualify him based on the fact that he clearly lacks branding awareness. Well, and you know what? Peyton Manning does have branding awareness more than any other athlete that I can think of. Yep. Therefore, Peyton yep. wins. Yep, and Eli's a big dope. I'm going with Peyton, too. Peyton really knows <laughs> what's going on dope. out there. Eli is just... I was thinking yeah. Peyton, too. Yep, definitely Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Manning. He's smart and funny. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to throw the, the one that I crossed out back in there. I crossed it out mainly because it in, includes Tebow. The Tebow, Jameis Winston, and Mia Hamm. <laughs> Is that uh, Jonathan Tebow you're talking about there? or? Yeah, Jonathan Tebow. Jonathan Tebow. I don't even know who that well, is. It's actually Lavondrius Tebow. Lavondrius Tebow. Yeah, Lavondrius. <clears throat> Mia Hamm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mia Hamm. And James Winston. Jameis Winston, right. Ugh, <laughs> that poor kid. Um I don't I mean I guess Mia Ham. Because I'll vote for the woman. Oh, that's really nice. Wow. Of you. Wow, reverse sexism from Rui. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, just sexism, I guess, because you are you are a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Mia Hamm as well because even though she was she was dumb enough to marry Neil Mark, she was smart. Oh my enough god! To... <laughs> Wipe her mouth. That's why I included her. <laughs> that <laughs> is golden. That's good stuff. Please. That is good stuff. Please. All right. Um, this round are people with silly names. We've got Big Z, Chara, uh, Calvin, who plays hockey. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, Mookie Betts and Kobe. Not him. <laughs> what? Wait, who, who, who are the other yeah, two? Yeah, Calvin's not going to know any of these people. Is Where are you digging Calvin? them from? Zidane Chara is arguably the best defenseman in hockey year after year, maybe not so much the past year. He's going downhill. He's getting older, but he plays for the Bruins, Calvin. And he's arguably okay. he's he's won the best defensive defenseman trophy uh, a couple times I think in the past few years and he's he's been uh, prominent in the league for quite some time. Number two, Liz. Who? Also, Chara is like seven. Uh, number two, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, uh, rookie outfielder for the Red Sox. You know who that is. He keeps hitting home runs uh, like yeah. every every game. Okay. He's, yeah, he's hit a couple of home runs to win games and stuff. Okay, number three. Pokey Reese. Pokey Who Reese. is it? Pokey Reese. Pokey Reese. <laughs> Former what? Major League second baseman Pokey Reese. Former <laughs> second baseman slash shortstop did play for what? the Red Sox at one point. Yes, that's the yes. man she's talking about. Listen, God, I, I was trying to think of some obscure names that just popped into my head. I can't really control it. Okay, that's how it goes. I can't control the genius. You know, it just happens. All right, so Chara. Mookie Betts or Pokey Reese? Uh, clearly, can't be the hockey guy. Well, I'm going to go with the hockey guy because he's worldly and uh, he's international. And I think he would get a lot of those categories. So a lot of questions about uh, European history. He would get that stuff. Sure. I'm going with Chara. How he's also the elder has, one. How many times has this Chara guy been smashed up against the glass? That's Not a good the point. Guy. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mookie Betts because I love Mookie Blaylock. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. And all right, I kind of and I kind of like Pearl Jam, formerly named Mookie Blaylock. Therefore, Mookie Betts. That's right. They <laughs> okay. were formerly named Mookie Blaylock, not after the NBA basketball player. Is that correct? Or was it after the basketball player? No, it was after it him. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> um, okay, so, last round, guys. This is my favorite one. Bring it. That shit. We've got Shaq, Charles Barkley, yep. and Ja Rule. Come on, it's Ja Rule's not an athlete. You got to put Kenny Smith in no, there wait, if you're going to put Shaq but and he Barkley. Was, he, hold on, let me make my case. Ja Rule was a commentator on some sports show yesterday talking about Tom Brady, so I'm including. Not him. an athlete. Not an athlete. I'm putting Kenny Smith in instead. He's the fill-in. Ja Rule's off this doing is, some drugs somewhere. This is also Celebrity Jeopardy. This is Celebrity Jeopardy. Okay. You said it was athlete I, I, Jeopardy. But mostly athletes, also people involved with sports, hence Roger Goodell. Yo, yo, fiesta. <laughs> I, I wish that you would put a non-athlete in every round of this game, just so I could <laughs> keep hearing where you get outraged by what is already a ridiculous <laughs> yeah, game. He gets so, so mad. That's it. So there's a new show here on CLNS Radio, guys, before I answer the question, uh, that is called Hooper's Log. I think I'm not sure who hosts it, but I saw it on the board, and now I'm looking up 
the term Shaq on our board, and there are two clips. I'm going to just play this one. And this is obvious. Get him, kid. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> falling. So this guy, whoever is hosting the show, I, I'm sorry that I don't know who you are. Uh, he has put this on the board. I'm going to use that going forward. That's, Thank you, sir, I, whoever you are. Listen to it. I Hooper's Lock he, on CLNS Radio. Clever basketball name for a show, but I have the mind of like a ten year old boy, so I just well, need to I'm go I'm okay. going with uh I'm going with uh with uh Shaq. I'm going with Shaq. Yeah, right. Okay. Calvin, what do you think? Yeah, I was gonna go with a, a classic reference as well and say Rory, maybe you can get a drink with the host of that show sometime. You could be hanging with Mr. Hooper. But... <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna find out who this person yeah. is right now. Yeah. So um Choices were Shaq, Charles Barkley, and who's the other one? Oh, Charles yeah, Barkley. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right, that's right. I am going to go with Ja Rule because there was a joke that a comedian made once about, I think it was Hurricane Katrina, where they like went to Ja Rule in the studio to find out what he thinks of this. And it was like, it was like, the comedian was like, really, at a time like this, like you want to find out what Ja Rule thinks of this? Let's go to Ja. And anyway, I said it, I think it was, I think it was Aziz Ansari who said it. So people want to know what Travel thinks about things. He must be pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was commentating on on the whole uh, commentary on Tom Brady. So I thought that. Liz, was I'm surprised fun. you didn't put uh, Carlton Fisk in there because he's an old time Red Sox player, and the Red Sox recently gave out a bobblehead of his. Yeah, I didn't go to that game, so I don't <laughs> reference that bobblehead. Well, I did. I'm surprised you didn't mention Fidel Castro because it was Cuba night last night at Dodger Stadium (laughs) while I was there. Yeah, It was Cuba night? And Calvin was there. Yeah. Did they give out out stogies and stuff? No, but but there were like like 20,000 people in in shirts that said Cuba on them, and it took me like two hours (laughs) into the game to figure out that it was Cuba night. So so I just thought there were a lot of humans randomly there. I'm sorry? Let's just... Let's talk for a quick second. What wins, Cuban night or Asian American night? <laughs> I, I mean, what do you mean by wins? I mean, like, I what's more ridiculous? That, what's more ridiculous? Uh, well, I'm, you know, on behalf of CLNS Radio, I'd, I'd like to state that it's, it's not <laughs> ridiculous to have a night representing, representing any race. I respect and love all races, Liz. <laughs> Thank you for making this completely what awkward. Said. You're the best. You're the best. All right, I'm done. Well, okay, I found uh, I found the, uh, the 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 post that the Hooper's log was was on uh, CLNS Radio. The first two episodes are up there. I still can't figure out who the host is. There's no names anywhere in this description. So whoever you are, Uh-oh. you better put your name in there. I'm gonna just say the Hooper's log, and Liz is gonna giggle. Nope, no, 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 no. I hope Hooper's. I hope nobody named Hooper is involved in that shit. <laughs> okay. okay, Liz. What else you got? Nothing. That's it. Those are, I mean, okay, that's all I got. Liz Rola, There she goes. Okay. And here's another shot clip from the Hooper's log. Get filed. Get people. See. See here he is. Along <laughs> <laughs> oh, again. It was some sort of Christmas clip. Anyway, thank you, Liz. And uh, have a wonderful night. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Oh, whoops. 
okay, Calvin. Now, now I feel like we have more time than I expected to have. This is strange. Um, what else do we have to do here? Oh, yes. We have to talk basketball, man. We got plenty of stuff. Basketball. Our, our yeah. anchor, our, what we usually lead with, what we're usually talking about. We got into this, this, uh, these other discussions and we just rambled on and on and on. I never told anybody to follow CLNS Radio on Twitter at CLNS Radio or go to the Facebook page, clnsradio.com slash Facebook. Now I did. I also never told anybody about the Reached app, Calvin, so I'll do that now. ReachedApp.com slash CLNS. Download it. Engage with your favorite sports podcast on CLNS Radio. Is it Patriots beat? Celtics beat? Is it Red Sox beat? Is it Bruins beat? Is it Careless Whispers beat? I don't know. But if you go to reachtap.com slash CLNS, you can talk to all of your friends about this and broadcast it on all of your social media pages, whatever you may have, Twitters and Instagrams and MySpace. Does anybody use MySpace anymore? Uh, I, I believe it's something else now, but yeah, I think it still exists. And uh, Angel Fire and uh, Yahoo Maps. All those things. You can just post it on the Reached app to all those places. So download it. ReachedApp.com slash CLNS. Um, all right. <clears throat> what do you think about basketball right now? The state of basketball. I want to start off by saying this. The team that wins the NBA championship this year, it will be at, at the very least, I should word this better. No team that is still alive has won the NBA championship in the last 20 years. What do you think about that? Really? Um, think about it. It's the Bulls. It's the Bulls in 95, 96. Think about that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because the Clippers and the Rockets and uh, who else? The Warriors, the Grizzlies. Yeah. It's going to be somebody fresh. Fresh I like that. I think that's a great thing for the NBA. I, th- I think that it- it's very interesting to have a different team win, and I think their fan base is going to be very excited, even if it is the Bulls. I don't think it will be, but even if it is the Bulls, the most recent champion that's still alive, that's very exciting for their fan base. It's- I think it's good for the NBA no matter who wins. So uh, right now I'm going to declare the 2015 NBA playoffs a complete success, Calvin. Right now I'm declaring it. Uh, I feel like the first round was pretty bad, but the second round were a lot better, a lot better, much better. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of crazy buzzer beaters. Um, but you know what? Don't want to talk about any of that right now. I'd like to talk. And granted, it's a it's a little late. I guess we are technically talking about a, uh, a buzzer beater. We, it is a little late because uh, these two teams just played. But I'd like to talk about the previous Cavs Bulls game because. Uh, the Bulls could have gone up 3-1 in the series and take control. Now it looks like the Cavs are taking control. Um, did you watch that game? Well, the Bulls definitely aren't winning in six now, like I predicted. That's for sure. We're guaranteed of that. Um, I did not see what led to the collapse, if you want to call it that. I, From what I saw in that game, the Bulls looked like, while it was close, they still had a handle on what was going on, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't see what happened towards the end, but I did see the final play, and that's just LeBron being LeBron. 
I mean, that's that's what I was sort of talking about. Is he is not regressing? He can still knock down a crazy shot like that. Um, but th- the big story there, Calvin. I don't know if this is what you're going for. The big story is that the coach called something else, and LeBron said no. So it's it's very clear that David Black does not really have uh, control of this team or what's happening out there, even out of a timeout with two seconds left. That is that is kind of where I'm going with it. Um, you you didn't see the game, so you don't know that LeBron in that game. Uh, I, I believe that he was 11 of 30. I need to double check that. That might not be accurate, but he certainly was having a bad game. Uh, what you also don't know is that Cleveland had a six point lead in the final minute. They had a two point they had a two point lead with 14 seconds left on the clock. Uh, the Bulls had no timeout. The Cavaliers had the ball, and and uh, they trapped LeBron in the corner, and LeBron trucked Mike Dunleavy and got an offensive foul going back the other way to Chicago. Okay, that, that allowed Chicago to score the game-tying basket, and on the ensuing drive, LeBron, LeBron drove it into the teeth of the defense and had the ball knocked out of bounds, leaving the Cavaliers with the ball left, with one second left on the clock. They also had no timeouts. But uh, because it was a replay situation, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the referees took took the time to you know figure out how much time was on the clock. It allowed the Cavaliers to sort of have a free timeout, even though they technically didn't have a timeout. So one, people are saying like the coach shouldn't be allowed to talk to a guy. In, sorry, to their guys. Oh, in both teams are. Like that. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it because it's like. Coach, coaches yell at their players all the time at stoppages and plays. Coaches say things to players during free throws. Like, that's just going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a problem with it, but people are sure. being like, they should change the rules. Okay, so uh, when on, on the play on the final play of the game, while well, when LeBron was taking it up court, David Black hold on, hold on. What, what is what is with this big outrage of everybody saying they should change the rules over every little thing that happens? What's going on in America today, Calvin? Why can't we just? Take things for what it is. Enjoy life for a second. This is just ridiculous. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't want to go off on a tangent yeah. here. We only have 15 minutes left. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything that doesn't go that goes off unperfectly doesn't require a rule change. That that was kind of my point. It's like there's yeah. room for games to not be exactly the same to allow for strategy, to allow for interest. Like there's no point in trying to make everything perfect all the time. It makes it boring. Anyway, the the point I was making. So Black tried to call a timeout. Uh, Teron Lue sort of tackled him from behind and like pulled him back in. Apparently, none of the referees saw him. There's like some question about whether they did or not. But the point is, is yeah, Blatt made a mistake there, and and a lot of people called him out. And then so they go to the huddle, and Blatt like intends to have LeBron take the ball out and not take the final shot. And keep in mind again, uh, eleven for thirty. He, had, he basically, LeBron had single-handedly like allowed the Bulls to get back in the game in that final minute, played horribly, just got an unforgivable charge situation where they had trapped him because they knew LeBron would get the ball. It's possible that, that they would trap LeBron again in, in that situation. So it made sense for LeBron, in, in some respects, not to get the ball. But, but LeBron overruled Blatt, and he said, he said, I'm going to get the ball. You know, basically, you still know what he said. He said, are you sure about that, Coach? And Blatt, yeah, yeah. And Blatt was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll get you the ball. Now, there's two, there's two elements to this to me. One is the element of LeBron doing that. 
But let's let's keep in mind. You know who was at that game, Ray? You know who was sitting right next to Kanye in the front row? Was it one, was it Michael one, Jordan? No, it was one Scottie Pippen, who's more relevant ah. in this in this case. Yeah, of course. Do you? Yeah. Do you remember, Ray? All the all the way back. Let's go. On, let's just travel back in time, all the way to uh, 1995. To the future. Oh yeah, 95. Yeah. 20 do, years do you ago. Remember, yeah. Do you, do you remember Game Six of the Bulls Knicks series when when uh, Scottie Pippen had played his ass off in that game and Phil Jackson after a, a timeout, you know, right at the end, called the play for Tony Kukoc instead of Scottie Pippen? Do you remember that? And Scottie <laughs> Scottie Pippen was mad. Yeah. And it didn't get put back in the game, and Kukoc right. went on to hit the went on to hit the game winning shot. Do you remember that? Do you remember all the crap that Scottie Pippen got for that? Remember uh-huh. all that and how people were saying, "Hey, you're a player." Oh, Phil, and all, Phil Jackson all is a great coach. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so what's the difference between that and LeBron saying, "No, I'm going to take the last shot" when he said, when his coach said somebody else? What's the difference between Pippen and LeBron? Pippen yeah. was not number one, right, or not considered a yeah, MVP yeah. candidate. That's it, right? He's not LeBron yeah, yeah. James, or or maybe is it the difference between David Blatt and Phil Jackson, or even possibly the difference between the difference between LeBron James and David Blatt and Phil Jackson and and uh, Scottie Pippen? Do you follow me here? The gap between James yeah. and Blatt, as far as NBA standards are concerned, is much larger than the gap between Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen, even if you weight it towards Scottie Pippen for being a player, for being on fire that day, for being a guy that can actually control what's happening on the court as opposed to Jackson who's just trying to pull the strings. No, you, you're right. That's the difference in why, peop, why people care about this or why, why people were you know, mad at Scottie Pippen is because Phil Jackson was already considered a genius coach and also that Tony Kukoc ended up hitting the shot, so there was no second-guessing him after the fact. But the fact of the matter is, it's, in terms of practicality, it's the same thing. The coach called one thing, the player didn't like it and wanted something else to, to, to happen. The only difference is, in this case, LeBron's bigger than David Blatt, whereas Scottie Pippen was not bigger than Bill Jackson. But it's like the public reaction should be the same. But it said Blatt's getting 100% of the crap for this because he didn't call the last play for LeBron. But sometimes you don't call the last play for the best player. It, it makes sense, especially with the game he was having and the fact that, again, 10 seconds earlier, he, he got this a terrible charge and... You know, five seconds earlier, he took the, the ball right into the teeth of the defense where three guys were waiting for him because everyone knew LeBron was shooting it. Like, deception in that play makes sense, but instead LeBron said no. And even that, even that, okay, fine. LeBron wanted to take the last shot for himself. I understand that. But what, what really makes it offensive, in my view, is the fact that he immediately dimed out Blatt to the media. He said, yeah, David Blatt wanted to call this other play, but I, I decided to call the play for myself. Like, what is he doing there other than making Blatt look terrible? Do you think LeBron, if, if LeBron, by the way, the shot LeBron took, it was not It was not a great look. He was being defended no, well. He had, a, yeah, he had to shoot a fadeaway three in the corner. If he misses that three, which, again, they probably could have got a better shot if they ran a better play, if they went away from LeBron. But if LeBron misses that shot, do you think LeBron goes to the press and says, yeah, David Blatt wanted to run, uh, you know, an off-ball screen for uh, J.R. Smith to hit an open three in the corner, but I decided to take this contested fadeaway three over Jimmy Butler instead. So Blatt's a terrible coach. No, he only said that because he hit the shot. So after the fact, he goes and he buries his coach. How is that cool? That's not cool. 
I agree. It's not cool, but they're going to let it slide because it's a rookie head coach against a guy who's been MVP multiple times and is trying to get his team to win a championship. They didn't, they didn't bring David Blatt in to win a championship here, Calvin. They brought LeBron James in to win a championship. So when it comes down to it, they, they being the Cleveland Cavaliers and their fans and people surrounding the organization, they are going to defer to LeBron James, not David Blatt. David Blatt is just there to manage the regular season, perhaps, to manage game situations that aren't that critical. When it comes down to it, they're going to look at LeBron James as the guy to, to tell them how to win an NBA championship, not David Blatt. And part of me doesn't blame them, but the the wannabe coach in me says, man, you got to let David Blatt call something and then and, and have it be wrong before you start saying, no, I'm, I'm taking over right now. Um, but then again, to flip it back to the other side, that's what the greatest players do, right? If Jordan had said to Phil Jackson, no, give me the ball, that, do you think he would have gotten the ball or the bench? Uh, I'm guessing Jordan probably would have got the ball. Uh, who knows? Exactly. Who knows? So that's that's kind of the way that I look at, at this whole situation. But either way, uh, LeBron well, is not falling off. That's that, that's what I want to say to the Mad Dog if he's still listening. Not falling off. I, and I hate yeah, to say it. I just, I just don't think he should have he should have called his coach out like that. And no, congratulations, so David Black. Enjoy Israel or Moscow or wherever you end up next season because <laughs> you're already fired. You're yeah, fired. he seems to be he seems to be done. All right, we have nine minutes left to cram it all in. What else do you want to do here? Well, we can we can just wrap it up with the with the whole Matt Barnes thing. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you saw what Matt Barnes said to James Harden's mom. Did you happen to see that? I didn't see the exact quote, no. Okay, well, you know, uh, Matt Barnes is, is a somewhat dirty player. He's a sort of dirtier Tony Allen. And, I, you know, I guess I want to mention Tony Allen briefly because he's awesome. And I just love watching him play basketball. But he, he plays... Do you, do, you love, do you love watching teams leave him wide open when, when he can't knock down a jumper? Do you love that? Because I saw that in Boston for quite a few times, or quite a few years, I, I should say. And uh, Memphis, um, uh, Golden State did it last night, and it, it, it was effective because he couldn't knock down anything in the first half. I, I do love him. You know, why, you know why I love him in that situation? Because I feel like there are times when he does hit that jumper. He's a complete... Sometimes. I, when he's wide... When he's a wide open, he's a complete wild card. And sometimes he's out <laughs> on three point line. He's sometimes out on three point line, wide open. And instead of taking that open jumper, he'll just do a, a, a crazy careening drive into the basket, where he like looks completely out of control and he flies into somebody. And it's just it's just really fun. So yes, I do. Enjoy, I don't enjoy him playing sixteen minutes in a game, but other than that, I, I just enjoy the whole first team all defense. Everything about Tony Allen is awesome. And the fact that he does it without being dirty. Whereas a guy like Matt Barnes, you know, he kind of does the same thing, except he's dirty. Yeah, and you know what? Allen actually used to have that that reputation, or it looked like he was going to start having that reputation as a dirty player. The perception was that that he was a little bit dirty. But I don't think he was dirty. I I just think he was out of control in his early years, in his young years in the league. Uh, And Matt Barnes is past the time frame where he should be out of control. Uh, he kind of reminds me of J.R. Smith in a way. Not to say that J.R. Smith is is dirty, but he 
flies off the handle at times. And uh, I, I don't think that that's something that's ever going to go away. And I think Matt Barnes is the same way. Whereas Tony Allen seems to have squashed his out of controlness because he he's pretty level headed. Right. Yeah. In in Barnes's particular case, so Clippers were playing the Rockets uh, in the the last game, and uh, I think it was a game previously actually. And Matt Barnes, you know, has been defending James Harden throughout most of the series, been, you know, very physical with him. Uh, and James Harden's family, who was, you know, courtside, didn't like it. So they would, you know, yell things at Matt Barnes, like call him dirty or whatever they said to him. And Matt Barnes turned to James Harden's mother, and he said, suck my D, female dog. Uh, yeah. Okay. I could I could see him saying that he was fined previously for yelling something profane at uh, one of the other owners in the league. I can't remember. Oh, Phoenix Suns owner, I believe Robert Sarver. Uh, apparently, he got into it with him, and he, uh, off the top of my head, I'm just trying to pull this thing out. Um, he got fined for that and complained about it. And he has complained. He complained about the J.R. Smith suspension, saying that it should have been more because he because of what he got for. Actually, maybe he got a game suspension for yelling at, at Sarver um, because the NBA looked at it as he was just yelling at a random fan, even though it was directed towards the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Um, but Barnes has a history, so I, I don't, I'm not surprised one bit that he yelled that at her. Yeah, but do you think it's a little much? It's a little, it's a little much for a basketball game. Definitely, I mean, like, absolutely, I, it is. Yeah, I, I like Matt Barnes. You know, I I don't have I I sort of like scrappers anyway, but like taking it to, taking it to that level, and it was, to to his credit, he apologized afterwards. After James Harden, James Harden's brother, after the game, went and found Matt Barnes and basically demanded an apology. Well, yeah, Barnes had to, yeah, and Barnes had to apologize for it. I don't I don't have a ton on this except to say like, and I would it's too. Only a game. Yeah, it's only a game, man. Like. If, if that's where, if that's where we go with things, emails, and I'm getting out of this business, I'm just gonna follow follow the, uh, the fake celebrity Jeopardy tournaments from now on. <laughs> that was a good one, though. Yeah. Possibly the best list game we've ever had. I thought that was very entertaining. I hope the people agree. All right, let's not get hasty. I mean, not. I mean, I mean, we do have clips of list games of uh, years past. Of your, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, yep. I feel like I'm struggling with my vocabulary tonight. Somebody listen to this show again and tell me whether I was making sense or not. Thank you very much for listening to this one tonight. Um, we appreciate it as always. If you are a uh, a fan of us. And of the post-game shows around here, go to youtube.com slash radio and check out what Jared Weiss does in the Garden Report. And if you just listen to us for an hour and a half, then maybe you'd like a free audiobook. If so, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics, where the CLNS Beat Podcast series and Audible are giving you a free audiobook from the world's biggest online library. So go over there right now since this show is over audiblepodcast.com slash Celtics and get that free book. You can listen to that as many times as you want. 
or you could just listen to us again because we sound so good. Um, I think that's it. I'm going to go get it. one of those peak brews. I could go for a brew. Let's, let's meet up at uh, Hooper's Log. <laughs> we'll meet up at Hooper's Log. Let's meet up halfway. Where is that? About Kansas City, Missouri? Yeah, it's halfway between the logs, yeah. Mid-log. Mid, mid Mid-log. All right, Calvin Chamberlain, thank you very much, sir. As always, let me find this outro, and we will be gone. Maybe I'll play your Steve Young impression. Nah. <laughs> All right, guy, here we go. See you later. Didn't even steal it from you. I'll bring it down a little. Young impersonation for you. Oh, great! He's sitting. He's sitting there. I'm not going to do his voice, but he was You're like, not? he was like, the the NFL, uh, the, the referees are ruining the integrity of this game, this great and wonderful game. It's great, better than anything, any other sport. This is not another sport. This is the NFL. Defensively, and this is obvious. Get him, kid. Oh, 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 oh. you hey. set me up. Y'all been in the ball fight?